And we are back in your lives on this technically New Year's Eve of 2020. Guys, our year from hell is finally coming to an end. But right now we're starting with just the three of us, Pat, Kyle, and, Sh- and Sean here. Nick's going to be joining us in just a little bit. We ha- couldn't miss out on having all four of us here uh, for the last episode of 2020. So this episode we're going to talk some things that happened recently in the past week or so since we missed you guys last week for Christmas. But we're also going to take a look back at the entire sports uh, sports year of 2020 and also maybe look ahead to some events we're looking forward to in 2021. Guys, as I said, well, technically, people will be listening on New Year's Eve, or maybe not. Maybe they're going to listen later in the week. But today is December 30th of 2020. So I have to, I'd be remiss not to wish you guys a happy National Baking Soda Day. Happy National Baking Soda Day, as well as a happy National Bacon Day, America's favorite breakfast food. Happy National Bacon Day and baking soda, the, the universal tool for everything you need. You know, I never really have bacon at breakfast just because it's, it takes longer to, to make. It does. It is. Like, it's, it's always sausage instead of bacon. Yeah, but sometimes you got microwavable bacon and just nice and quick. You throw it in like uh, Yeah, but that's not cool. even worth it. Like, I feel like microwavable sausage is so much better. It is. It is. And the best breakfast, though, was when we were at school, the breakfast sandwich maker. Oh, yeah. We had to experiment with that a few times, but we got it done. But anyway, listen, we're a mess to start the show. Nick's going to be a little bit late. Kyle's in his car. He, he's really uh, sacrificing for us here. So, Kyle, thanks for joining the show here today, Thanks for joining pal. the show here today, pal. Oh, hold on. Am I echoing? No, okay. Okay, I'm good. I'm good to go. Anyway, guys, Pat, big, big news for us. You have got your hands on probably the most coveted thing in the world right now. The friend. Holy Grail of 2020. Yeah, you got the Holy Grail right PlayStation now. PlayStation 5. Oh, man. Dude, how, first off, how do, how do we – today came in today, right? Came in the mail today? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know we were, we were talking a little bit just before the show, but how, how is it so far, man? Um. Yeah, have you gotten it's, to play yet? That's yeah, it's Sorry, pretty – Like, had technical difficulties. It's okay, Kyle. You're a good buddy. It's pretty cool. Like, I've only played one game so far, which is that new Cyberpunk game, but it's pretty fuck. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but see, you're like – you were team Microsoft. He was team Microsoft. Yeah, I actually betrayed um, – Bill Gates. Grandmaster Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> you Did you have PS – you didn't have PS3 either, did you? You had – Xbox My brother had one, but I never had one. So you went, you literally were Xbox 360, yep. Xbox One, and now Sony has got you. Well, I did have a PS2, but okay, all right, yeah, that, that was so way after that. Game. Yeah, it was all Xbox. Okay, well, listen, I, dude, I've been trying to get my hands on one, and I've been look, checking Twitter for the restock updates, and it seems like I just miss it every time. It's literally impossible to get your hands on this thing. I'm, I'm dude, dying. These to get things one. are big. They're like, <laughs> it's like a monstrosity. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's basically like a like the size of a of like a like a thirty inch TV. Really. That not big. really. Maybe not that big, but. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 30 inches is pretty big. <laughs> That's massive. All right, Nick. Just uh, Nick Zambella has uh, joined the show here. What's up, buddy? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? We are I actually live. made love to the PS5 before I even plugged it in. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just we're first off. I wished everyone happy National Bacon Day and happy National Baking Soda Day. And then Pat's discussing his uh, his new PS5, which I think. Right, first off, Nick, are you gonna get the PS5 if you can get your hands on it? Uh, I was, but then I found out that like it's not as backwards compatible as I thought. 
Hmm. And I don't know. I, I probably will at some point, but I don't think I will like anytime that, that soon. Yeah, I, I know. I want to get my hands on them really badly, but it's it's so hard. If I was playing like COD, like you guys online, I probably would. But like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna be a god now. Yep. Yeah, but like I've been playing like fucking PGA. So I, I, what am I gonna spend five hundred dollars so I can have like slightly better graphics for the most boring video game? <laughs> It's out. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Call of Duty, that game, like, it goes through waves of being, like, very, very difficult. And then it gets easy for a little bit. And now it's it's back. It's, like, all gods. I don't know if I'm competing against, like, gamers, proper gamers, or, like, little teenage kids that just game, all, game the day away. But, boy, oh, boy, Parker and I have been playing for the past week. It's, like, impossible to w- even get close to winning right now. But that's that's a story for another another podcast, I guess. We're not a gaming podcast. So, uh, okay, Kyle, Kyle and Nick, anything new in your life? So just uh, good Christmases, everyone. Everyone had good Christmases, I guess. Yeah, good Christmas. All this PS5 talk. Uh, you're zigging, I'm zagging. Nintendo Switch topped oh. up on that. Whoa, you cooked? Oh, okay, yeah. what are we playing? Like Super Smash Bros, Kyle? Yeah, I got Super Smash, got Mario Kart, uh, Mario Odyssey. It's like the newest Mario game for the Switch. Okay, so, so you're, uh, you're Yeah, I've had old? my hands tied. Going old school, Kyle. Yeah, old school. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people also get Oculus. I, I didn't, haven't seen Oh, though, yeah. Those look sick. Yeah, I haven't ever used one, but I saw a lot of people, like, uh, get them this year. So, you know, I got I got some cool things. I got a nice little watch that's uh, over on my dresser over there. So, can't complain. I didn't get any gaming systems because I, I didn't I – didn't, I was like, Nick, I wasn't ready just yet. But I do want to get my hands on one soon. So, Merry Christmas, everyone, if you celebrate it. And since you're listening, it'll be a Happy New Year as well. So, let, let's get into the sports now, fellas. We can start with the Sixers. They started off their season. They had a game against Washington, Cleveland, and Toronto. Started off two, starting off two and one. And uh, yeah, we're you know Pat, Pat, and I, and uh, we're kind of, well, Pat especially. I'm starting to lean with Pat to be honest about this whole Harden deal. Yeah, me too. I've been thinking about it. I yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let, let's let's get into all that. it takes is all it takes is uh, four games Three just games. to see Ben Three. Simmons. All it takes is Joel Embiid being out and us looking like complete dog shit. Yeah. And I think, listen, I, I forget who said that quote. Uh, it was one of these guys who was supposed to be really, really good in the draft. He was from Europe. I'm going to Google it now. Hold on. But he said the game's not called, like, rebound ball. It's called basketball. And he has that point. He has a point, like, Ben Simmons is great at everything. But he doesn't. he just doesn't score well at all. Like, he's averaging, like, what, like 15 again this year? So, something really probably like, less now after that ten point performance. Yeah, it was like eleven uh, last points. night. Yeah, eleven points. But and that was an ugly game, by the way, that we probably should have lost. Uh, Great yeah. coaching by Doc. Yeah, yeah, good. Brett, if Brett Brown's a coach. You think we lose that game? Oh, he would yeah, lose that game. Last sure. year, we would have lost that game by like twenty. Yeah, Doc made it like a dirty, like a dirty game. Lots of fouls. And he got Embiid to the line like 50 times. That's how yeah. we won. I'll tell you what my big problems with the Sixers team right now. And it, well, it's number one. I think Danny Green sucks. Like he is terrible. He just not. He's not consistent. He's not going. You know, but here's the thing: is like if we don't have Danny Green, then we that means we have Al Horford, which is 55 times worse. Hmm. So like Danny Green does yeah. suck, but it's just like. It's better than having Al Horford. And then, like, I feel like we might be – I don't know if we'll be able to move him, but it's only a year. 
No, I agree. I, as I, opposed I to three more of fucking Al Horford. <laughs> and we get, like, the good thing about Danny Green is that he brings that championship, like, veteran experience that we were lacking. I'm not sure last year if anybody on the team had championship experience. I don't really don't think so. I mean – no, I don't think so. I, I think it's been a long time since we've had like a proper vet with championship experience, but I could, I could be wrong on that. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, at least the big names on the team, like the leaders, definitely. Did Kylo Quinn win one? Kylo Quinn probably did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably, he, he probably, probably did eating fucking Popeyes on the end of the bench with like the <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, but I think Danny Green sucks. And I, I really just wish Ben Simmons would score more. That's like – it's going to be his – like, it's going to be – He can at least, he, he can at least like, just not clog up the lane and play some decent defense. Right, like, it's just, like, so hard because Nick and Kyle last week or two weeks ago made, did make good points about the championship window. And that's the only thing that's holding me back. But then, Parker, when I was with you, you made a good point. Well, you, what do you say when, when we were – Watching tip off the uh, the other week when it was like Ben Simmons isn't projected to give his team. More oh money. yeah, yeah. There's a projection that Ben Simmons will never give his. Well, the only years which I actually first of all, uh, it was either the last episode or the one before that. I said that Ben Simmons will never be better than James Harden any any period in his career, other than maybe James Harden's last two years. Then this stat came out that projected how many more wins each player gives to each team. Ben Simmons isn't projected to give his team more wins until James Harden's like 36 or 37 or something like that. Or 37 or like 38. Late. He's old. He'd be old, right? Because LeBron just yeah. turned 36, and we all think he's old as – you know, he's old as dirty. He's been in the league for like 18 years or something. It would take a while for, for him to be – a more impactful player than James Harden. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're right, man. You're right. Like, Yeah. And, and my thing, my thing is like, cause we saw like when Embiid's out, we're just not good. And like oh, Ben Simmons God. isn't going to be the guy to carry us to a win. Whereas if you have Harden, then Embiid's out. It's like no problem. We still have a shot to win basically any game. And you can win any game. game. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that they're not like, when Embiid's out, they're not good. They're real. They would look really bad. And granted, like Cleveland somehow is starting off undefeated. So, like, who knows? Maybe that loss, like later in the season, doesn't look as bad. But I don't suspect that they're going to play this well all year. I don't really think they're even going to make the playoffs. To be honest with you, so that Cleveland loss is looked really bad. What did we lose by? Like twenty six. So, something bad like that. Uh, yeah, I think something. I think it was something it was close to like thirty points. So we just like when. When Embiid's out on the floor, we, we need to create offense somehow. I'm just – if I believe Pat's stat that Ben's not going to make his team better than Harden's team, like a team that Harden's on for however many years, then we probably do need to go out and get Harden if he resigns. That, that's the big caveat. Like he has to resign. He has to. And, and I'll, I'll say this in Ben Simmons' defense, like – Dude, he's still a dog on defense. He still is probably, like, in my eyes, top three defensive player in the league. He's- yeah, I love watching him play defense. Yeah. It's nothing against Ben Simmons at this point because, you know, I've been defending him, and I'm, I'm the ben- I like Ben Simmons a lot. Like, he's probably my favorite player on the Sixers. But it is frustrating to watch him just not put up the points that I'm expecting him to put up every, every night. 
Every yeah, season. at this point, I think it's like you know where the cap is at for him. Like he's just gonna like every season is gonna average between like seventeen and nineteen. Like he isn't gonna do all this stuff, but he's not gonna put those points up yeah, every like, week after week. I think. I think uh, this is high praise for him, but I think Magic Johnson averaged like nineteen points for his career, and and Ben Simmons isn't, and like he's one of the greatest of all time, obviously, but he's not doing. I'm not even sure he's even close to Magic Johnson. In like, uh, I mean, also, when Magic Johnson was playing, those games ended like 87 to 72. Right, exactly, right, Kyle? I also yeah. think that he he doesn't have the touch that Magic Johnson has. If you watched that game last night, there was there was a he had a lot of chances where he got to the rim and he put up like a little floater and just he just bricked it off the backboard or something. I've noticed like, that too. I know that too. I think he has terrible touch. Like I think I, part of or just because he's so big, like a lot of times he'll just get his own rebound. Like if he's yeah. going full speed, like down the court, there's a lot of times he throws that ball and it's just like kind of like a football player playing. Yeah, he kind of just like, like you know, he kind of yeah. oops it up there and like. Yeah, I did notice that too, but I wasn't sure if I should attribute that to him having a bad touch or if just like there was a short and off season. He doesn't have like the uh, in-game touchdown yet. I mean, if you can't shoot, then you got to have like a decent little, like, you know, oh, a decent yeah, right. like touch around the rim, right? Yeah, I'm looking up right now. Uh, Magic John- Johnson averaged 19 and a half points, seven rebounds and 11 assists. So, and he on like 52% shooting. So Ben Simmons is not quite there yet. And it was high praise, but that's what I always compare. Like I use that as his uh, person to compare him to. What else, so we've seen a couple things. And while we're still on the Harden talk, something that leans in the Sixers' favor in terms of getting Harden is that Spencer Dinwiddie is injured for the Nets, towards his ACL partially. So that's – I mean, he was probably going to go on a Harden deal to Brooklyn. And I think that's really going to hurt their chances of landing him. I, I mean, what do you guys think? That's all I was asking. Do you think this, the Dinwiddie injury definitely helps the Sixers and their chances of getting hardened? Yeah. I mean, I could I could maybe see him going to Portland now. Um, I don't know how they'd pull that off. It would have to be with a bunch of picks. And I'd, but I saw – Maybe they I, would ship – maybe they would ship out uh, McCollum for him. I saw at the end of the game, Portland just played Houston and, and they beat him. And – him and McCollum were like talking after the game. I wasn't sure if they were like beefing or if they were like talking about like a possible link up. I think, I think if they moved Dame and then pulled in Harden, like it wouldn't like it, it would just be like, you're, you're moving too many wins away from the team. And then. Yeah. Dame and it's not worth it really. Yeah. Dame and Harden would be weird because they're both ball, ball dominant guards. The same thing we were talking about with like having the Harden and Ben pairing. If we were to get Harden and not give up Ben, like Ben's not gonna hold, have the ball. Like he's not gonna be the point guard. It's gonna be Harden. It's gonna be James. Ben just becomes like Al Horford. Exactly. Yeah, he just becomes like Al Horford. Better athleticism. Yeah, That's like about he, it. he'd be like way better of a player, but on offense, like he would fuck up the rest of the team as much as Al Horford did. He would just have to stay out of the way on offense. Yeah, like unless it was like the f- four minutes a game that James Harden doesn't play. He would probably – he'd have to rack up like seven assists in that time. <laughs> yeah, unlikely. Very, very unlikely. But, okay, so – We get Harden. I think you have to trade Ben. What do you say, I Nick? Don't think it w- I don't think it would work with all three of them. Yeah, I think I think at this point, like, the false hope is over. Where you, you – I think now, like, 
I've had so many different thoughts on this, but I think now that I really <coughs> think about it, it's you. If you want Harden, you probably do have to give up Ben Simmons. And I know the past couple of weeks I've been saying the exact opposite, how I don't want that. But like in reality, having Ben on the floor with Harden probably just won't work out. And I think Sixers fans that are saying they don't want Harden, like myself last week, uh, two weeks ago, and Kyle as well, and Nick, you, you too, we were all saying that. I think we all were kind of living in fear, like if we got Harden, or if we get Harden and it doesn't work out, like we look really, we look bad. But, like, there is a much greater chance of us looking really good as well. But it's like, are we willing to take that chance and give up our superstar, young superstar, for that, like, possible chance to look really, really good? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I don't think it's like they can't – They whatever they do right now, like, it's not really a bad move. Like, they're still in, like, a better position than most teams are going forward. But – I don't know. Like, at the, end, at the end of it, you could see if, like, one of them was a bad choice, but I don't know. It's just tough. Like, I don't know if I have the balls to do it, like, to trade Ben Simmons if I was a GM. But, I mean, it would definitely make them better for, like, the next four or five years. Yeah, the point of the process, though, is and as we, you know, we had our banner, the process banner in the hinky hole. The point of the process was to get enough assets to be able to trade for, like, or to be able to, like, acquire and attract young talent and build a team. So we got – we got our like building blocks and Joel and Ben, but technically like, those guys are also assets too. So we tanked, we got those assets. So they could tech, like they are technically part of the process where you can move them and get like a James Harden in here. And then you have two MVP caliber players in Ben or in, excuse me, in James and Joel. So I, I could also, as no, you could see Ben Simmons as a building block of the process, but you could also see him as like just an asset to trade that you got. <laughs> What do you say, Kyle? I was going to say, like, to just, like, use him to get to finish the process. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Like, know, but, like, in my mind, the process was, all right, we got them. We got Joel. Now, all like, in my mind, they were staying, and all the assets were the picks that we had that we could right. used to get a superstar that Colangelo wasted on getting Tobias Harris. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, everyone thought that, like, Ben and Joel were the building blocks, and then the other guys around them, were the assets you can trade. Yeah, the Toby contract is now just so unnecessary. It is. It's terrible. It's so restricting. Listen, oh, okay, we got two Kyles on the screen. Look at this. Oh, it's going. Okay. Uh, Kyle's now on his, on his laptop. But uh, I'm saying, Kyle, if we looked at it, everyone looked at it the way you just described. It's Ben and Joel building block, and then the other guys are assets to get maybe a superstar like that. But if you just take a step back and look at it from this perspective that I'm offering is that – you could use like Ben can also be an asset. Like he really can't. He's probably your highest val. He's probably more valuable to listen. This is going to come off bad. He's probably more valuable off the court for you right now in terms of like price because we all recognize his potential and stuff like that. Rather than he is on the court right now, you can get more for him off the court than what he's and giving he, you on the court. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, for right well, now. I think like most teams just don't want to take a center that's been injured a ton. Meaning they don't want to take Joel? Yeah, like I'm saying, like I think most teams would probably take a – like you could probably get more for Ben because I feel like like Joel's like two years older. He's been hurt more. Um, he's bigger, more fragile. Like, it's easier to beat to build around Ben. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like he's worth a lot to us off the court right now, because I think we get more in value in trading him than what he's giving us. For instance, for instance, I'm pretty much saying James Harden is more valuable than Ben Simmons. Cause if we could do Ben Simmons for James Harden right now, we're getting more value value than, than uh, Ben's giving us. Yeah. Like if we're trading Ben for any, solidified superstar we're getting more in return than we're giving up because by like he's a star but he's not like a super superstar yet yeah like, you have to you have to put up at least like 20 points a game you know what was a, a really big red flag for me was that like two games into the season you have your two vets that have won a championship come in both of them say the same thing he's got to start shooting a little bit like danny green and and um Dwight Howard both said after like two games, like, yeah, he's probably got to shoot a little bit, like just a little at least. Yeah, right, right. That is. It only took them fact. two games to say that, and that's that's pretty revealing. Of like, by the how, way, I, I'm loving the Dwight Howard edition too. I love yeah, having him as backup, dude. He looks, he's great off the bench, great, yeah. and, he, and he's causing trouble. He's causing trouble. He's a, he's really a, like, I don't know what he is. Like, I was trying to find that word to describe, him, but he's really just causing a lot of trouble, and it's fun, but good kind of trouble, you know. I, I, the one thing I will like I will say about Ben that I think he brings the most value to the team is like last year that team was f- like a complete fucking mess for like after the first week of the season and he he, he just takes a lot of the shit from everybody because he doesn't shoot and like everybody hates on him and he like doesn't cause an issue about it or like ever like fire back or anything and he like keeps it together. And then, like, when he was out in the playoffs and, like, the rest of the team was taking shit, like, it, it completely fell apart. So, like, he is, like, valuable and like, that he's, like, very, like, even keel, like, mild-mouthed, yeah. like. I, I, I agree with you because he's, he takes a lot of the heat. But, like, is that part of the problem that, like, when we had Jimmy Butler in terms of, like, he was, like, no one holds each other accountable on this team. Like, I think a lot of that was Brett Brown, though. Yeah, it was. It was. But, like, if your superstar and your head coach are both like that, like, Brett Brown, I always liked Brett Brown for, like, um, I think he was very honest, like, with the media. I, I think he had very – and his post-game pressers were honest. I'll, I'll say that. And Ben Simmons is, like, he he always took the heat, too, because he's the guy out there on the stand. I don't know. I agree with Nick. Like, he does – Nick, everything Nick said is true, and that's admirable. But I was wondering – not like, better than James Harden. I'm just saying, like – I don't, I don't know if, like, shit starts hitting the fan here with Harden and Embiid, how, like, that'll play out. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah, like with I, Ben and Embiid, like, it's just kind of like Ben's always going to take the shit, like, 90% of the time. Yeah. And, well, like, he'll just take it and he won't, like, point the finger. But, like, I don't know if, like, people start coming at James Harden. Like, if he'll be like, well, look at this fat, fat ass. Like, he had four <laughs> fucking Chick-fil-A meals on the plane. Like, and he didn't play the last three fucking games, you know? Listen, I'm convinced. But I'm convinced if we – back to the completely different topic. It's fine if you do that, if you go put up like 58 that night. So. That's what I'm saying is I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that's what I'm, th- I'm thinking is that I don't think that's going to happen. Like he's been established for so long that like he's just going to do his thing. Like he's going to put up 30 a night. At just, least. He's, just do, he's just going to do that consistently no matter who's on the floor. Yeah, I agree with you, Pat. I, I agree with you. And I wanted to say like – I am convinced that I think I said this two episodes ago that like if we if we fired Brett Brown after we lost 
the uh, the Kawhi bounce, and we got and we got rid of and we signed Butler, which would then mean we didn't re-sign Tobias. I think we might actually have had a chance at a championship last year. I'm going to just get that on the record because I'm not sure if I said that in the other episode. Because I, I think I did say, I said Butler's roster in Miami last year was definitely worse yeah. than the Sixers roster. So if he would have had like Simmons and Embiid last, like it would have been, it would have been much better. I think losing Jimmy Butler, it was just a huge, huge L. Yeah, Jimmy and JJ, losing those two. Jimmy like, and JJ. The only way we would ever like win a championship with Ben and Joel is if we had, because like it won't, it wouldn't work with like Ben and James Harden and Joel, but like it would work if we had like an like Chris Middleton <laughs> or yeah. like like somebody that was like somebody like Jimmy Butler, like a like an elite shooting guard or small forward, like not like Tobias, somebody yeah. better than him. Like it, like what we thought Markel was going to be, like a sick two. Don't listen. Don't mention Martin. Yeah, speaking of him, he's falling. Come on, man, Kyle. Kyle, you get your 15 seconds of fame here with Markel, man. He's been lighting. No, I mean, I put a bet in. I just put a bet in him for for most improved player. He's like plus 3,600 to win most improved player. So I mean, I like those odds. Because what's the average in like 20 this season? (laughs) Yeah, he's averaging like 25 and four or something like that. Stand that guy, man. He was so soft, so he couldn't take it. He had to be in that Orlando sunshine. He couldn't take the nice, the nice grit of Philadelphia. Just gotta have patience. Yeah, we, did, we were Philly really is the spot yeah. for patience. <laughs> yeah, we were plenty patient with that. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. The thing right. is, like, we still – it still wouldn't have worked because we're trying to win a chip right now. Yeah, I also agree with that. Like, there was no situation in where Kel – Yeah, like, we can't wait for him still. to, like, fix his shot. Yeah. I, I'm one of the guys that were like – I I don't believe – because I think everyone says that in that draft, like, how Boston was going to take Tatum no matter what at number one. I don't believe – I really just don't believe that. I don't think so. Because, like, Markel coming into that draft was ver- universally seen as the number one guy. Far and away the best player. He was the guy. Like, he yeah. – if you have one, he's full. His college highlights are insane. But like, he's yeah. so smooth. And his summer league was good, too, for the Sixers. Summer league. Dude, yeah. I saw I, that the one Boston, sports. Boston says – like, Boston says that we're taking Tatum. Tatum was our guy no matter what. I'm definitely calling, like, BS on that. I think they were happy, like – they probably didn't see much of a difference between Markel and Tatum. At, like they probably thought they were the the difference was negligible, so they were happy due to the trade. But I think if they had number one, I think they would have gone with Markel. Not just my honest opinion. Yeah, because like that, just with all the pressure of having the number one pick, like if you have it and there's a consensus number one and you don't take him, right? And and he ends up actually panning out, you're you're done. Because all of Philly, that's another thing. Like, Philly just doesn't want to believe that we would have had Tatum. I really do believe that we would have had Tatum because there's no – I just don't – like, you I, – I just made the argument. I think Boston probably thought the difference between Markel and Tatum was negligible. But since Markel was the consensus number one to avoid, like, a media outlash, they would have went with Markel. Lonzo would have went too, and that would have left us number three with, with Tatum. And if we had – Tatum, like Nick, <laughs> like the best team of all time. Yeah, if Chris, I mean, Nick just mentioned Chris Middleton. If we would have had Ben Tatum, and indeed, that's a f- scary team. That's a real scary team. But less I can't can't rewrite history, unfortunately. Who even knows if we would develop Tatum right? Like that is also true. If you watch Tatum, like his first and second year, I didn't think he was as go- he was going to be as good as he is now. 
it helped when you go go to like Brad Stevens as your first NBA. Yeah, coach. that's what I think. Like, I but I feel I don't know if Brad Stevens is really like developing guys that much as more as he is just like strategy. Like I feel like a lot of the guys like develop in the summers. Yeah, that's like true. Like really not that much practice during the season anymore. Like I feel like they go and like they go like walk through stuff. Like yeah, I think I feel like they develop from like yeah, like you said, they're off season coaches, and then like the head coach is more just like okay, let me get you guys open so you have a good shot. Well, they got some dude in the gym throwing like bean bags at them. They're like crossing <laughs> over for them. That's when they're fucking developing. All right, well, listen. While we get stop the uh, Harden talk, one last thing. I will finish with a little bit more Sixers because I want to see what our ceiling is according to you guys. But each of us, one last time, the Harden meter. We'll call it like the Harden o meter. The chances Harden comes to Philadelphia right now. Just give me it in like 10%, 20%, 30 40 50 etc. What's, What's that? I'm half chub. Half hard. For You're hard. Half, okay, half hard, 50%. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm a right at 50 still. I don't think it's changed. I don't think anything has happened in the past couple of weeks that has made my meter go up or down. I'm still stuck right at 50%. I think – I don't think anybody else is going to be able to trade for him. So I think they're going to wait it out until like, they're like, all right, they've gelled. The team's gelled a little more. Everybody's like, like broke, like warmed up for the season. Cause it was like short training camp and all that. So like right now I'd say it's probably like a, I would say like 25%, but like ask me again in a week. And depending on how they play, I'll give you a completely different answer. Yeah, that's what, yeah, we're gonna we can go week by week on the hard no meter. Like, I'm just not ready to like like I still kinda wanna see them play. But again, as I've said earlier in the show, if we traded for James Harden, like if I got a notification right now, I'd be really excited. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Parker, you were thinking very hard up there, pal. So what what do you have your hard no meter set at? Uh probably thirty five right now. Thirty five, really? Okay. 35. I thought I, was, I thought I was being like pessimistic going fifty. I guess me and Kyle are most hopeful to get Harden. No, I think I don't. I mean, it's going to be really hard to trade for Harden. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if this team. Like, I think Daryl Morey. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that hard to trade for him. Yeah, I really I don't. Come, come trade deadline time, everyone's going to be on the phone for Harden, and then they're going to get their best offer, and they're going to come back to us and be like, "We got this. Are you giving us Ben Simmons?" Yeah, but like everyone. Everyone now and probably like five more teams are going to be on the t- the the phone for Harden I'll by the time the trade Harden, deadline comes. I'll tell you what, the team, the only but nobody team, can give them Ben Simmons yeah. besides us. Yeah, but you that's know, true. But there, there's another maybe team. maybe a team like Portland decides McCollum like McCollum's not McCollum and and Dame Lillard don't work out. Let's try something else. Yeah, I was just about to say that Houston would take. I don't think they would want Dame Lillard and John Wall to play together. No, 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 it wouldn't be Dame Lillard. It'd be McCollum. So you think Dame and J- and James Harden would play together in Portland? Um, not I mean, I don't think it's up to James Harden. I just think it's – No, think no, it's, no, I'm just saying, like, from, like, a team perspective, like, I just don't know if, like, right. you could see that as, like, a great fit. I think it would be a lot more interesting, but if they were willing to roll the dice, because Portland could give up, say, McCollum, Nurkic, and some picks. They're doing all their picks. What if a team like what? Like, what if a team like the Warriors is like, all right, Wiseman's looking pretty promising. He's balling out. Let's trade him in a package for Harden. You're not. I don't gonna, think that's not going to happen. Yeah, Wiseman's too much of a. You, you got to give up. You'd have to give up like Clay, Draymond, 
Well, you I can get rid of Draymond's contract. They would probably uh, have to do Clay and Wiseman. They would. It would be like Clay – I think it would be Clay, Dre, and Wiseman. I don't think that's be, true. I saw a thing on, uh, on like, a fantasy trade earlier, you know, like the ESPN trade machine. It was a three-team trade, Warriors, Rockets, Cleveland. And then the Rockets got Harden – or, excuse me, the Warriors got Harden, Kevin Love – and uh, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. The Rockets got um, Clay and Dre, and Andrew Wiggins went to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) He just gets thrown in in, like, every trade. It all comes full circle. (laughs) Yeah, right. It does come full circle. That was a trade I saw. But I could see the Warriors, like, if Clay – if they're getting bad news on Clay's rehab, although – Although they probably won't just because of, like, the, uh, the relationship they have. That's probably unlikely as well. They won't give up Clay, So that's probably off the – No, I don't think they have to, though. I feel like they can, they can, they can pull something together with uh, yeah, Wiggins and Draymond. I mean, if they traded this year's pick, too, because they're going to have a bottom or top pick again. Yeah, they stink. Next year, cause they, yeah, they stink. And Clay Thompson, I'm just saying, dude. Like when when like teams Wiseman their first round first pick this year, and then second like a couple second rounders in the future, you know the first rounder. Yeah, I'm just saying, like when when teams want to make a trade in the NBA, they find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think I do think the Sixers have the best package to give them. Without being a homer, I, I really do think they probably have the best package for the Rockets in terms of. Uh, What's it called? Picks and players combine them all. I think the Sixers are probably probably your best bet. But anyway, that that's our hard and no meter and our, our chances. Um, we'll keep 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 this up on a week to week basis. Real real quick, as we've seen, I mean, we've seen a lot of the teams play. Like Brooklyn looked insane to start the season. I think they lost to uh, someone the other night. I forget who it was. Yeah, but I don't think KD or Kyrie played that. Night. Okay. Um, what's Brooklyn looks ridiculous. They really. They they look like they're coming out of the East. Milwaukee lost. Uh, I know they lost a close game against Boston. I think they lost another game as well. So they got yeah. There was just that one really weird night in the NBA. Sixers lost to the Knicks. Um, no no no. They beat the Knicks. Or we lost to some the Cavs. I meant the night we lost to the Cavs. That was a real weird. Yeah, I forgot night. to mention the Knicks. The Knicks game. I think. Um. Anyway, let me move. Um. Yo, Pat. Did you see Derek block uh, LeBron? Twice. Yeah. I, I yeah. Did that. Pay homage to your alma mater. Yeah, dude, like all the LeBron people are like, why like why are you blocking LeBron like that? Why are you blocking LeBron like that? Yeah, that like, was- dude, this guy doesn't care about anyone. <laughs> like literally. He doesn't even know who LeBron is, dude. He's never watched basketball. Yeah, he probably hasn't. <laughs> anyway, the Sixers ceiling. I think Brooklyn's coming out of the East. Where do the Sixers fall? Do they make it second-round exit again? Do they get to the conference finals, first-round knockout? What, what are we thinking here? I think they have a better chance of making it through to the Eastern Conference Finals than they did last year at full strength. I think that's – I feel like they're they're likely uh, due for a second-round exit again. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Nick. I think Brooklyn and Milwaukee are the – Two teams that you probably will see. I think ball, actually, maybe Boston. I think if Jalen Brown continues to play really well, and Tatum's a, dude, Tatum's a star. He's a he's a, he's at the bucket. Tatum and Brown play well. He's only eighteen too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tatum and Brown play well. Boston's really probably 
probably a better team than the Sixers, I guess. Injuries, though. That's all. That's what you gotta. You gotta yeah. hope like you just get like you just get the bounces to go your way. I mean, I think we're good enough. Like with a few, uh, we we could get we could luck into something this year. I don't think we could last year. I think no matter what happened, we were going to stop ourselves from from winning the East yeah, last year. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to say. So where's our ceiling at? And I don't think any of us think we're contenders as structure. Harden comes here and the Harden-O-Meter continues to go up. We might have a better chance at it. Uh, anyway, let's move on real quick because, I, like I said, I want to make this a little bit of quicker episode since it's about the ho- it's the holiday season and we all want to relax. Quick thing on the Eagles. We're out of the playoffs. We lost last week. Very ugly loss to Dallas. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's pumping his fist down there. Um, do we have any different thoughts on the uh, the Hurts-Wentz debate? What, what do we think? I, I, have this, I had the stats up side by side. It, they're om- they're pretty. I mean, it's not loading in now, unfortunately. But I mean, Hertz Hertz was a terrible in the second half, and he hasn't really been that great in the second half um, most of the games. Hertz completes fifty four percent of his fifty five percent of his passes. Let's see if I can get the Wentz one to load in. It's going to take a second, and then are um, these stats from this year? Yeah, the, uh, this year. Yeah, thirteen no. games for Wentz, and then the three games for actually. Not, I didn't include. I did not include the Green Bay game for for what's his face for Hertz. So I could probably do that. Let me do that right now because that'll be a little bit more accurate. It's on uh, profootballreference.com. So yeah, that makes it worse actually for him. He completes fifty three percent of his passes if you include the Green Bay game. Wentz was completing fifty seven. The touchdown ratio is probably I mean it's much more in Hertz's favor. It's six to three compared to sixteen for fifteen for Wentz. The fumbles, obviously, Hurts needs to work on. I When I was looking at the stats, I really – I saw, like, I didn't see as much of a discrepancy as I thought I was going to see, which surprised me. That's all I was saying. Yeah, but it's like one's a rookie quarterback and the other one, it's his fifth year. So, right, yeah. there's not a much to discrepancy. But we already, but we already paid yeah. him, though. We already paid yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's your fifth year and you're – like, uh, you can't go one. I'm I'm still leaning towards Hertz at the moment. What about what about total yards? I mean, Wentz is going to have more total yards. I can look at yards per game. I mean, yeah, like yards per game, including uh, rushing yards. Yeah, that's because Hertz Hertz's rushing yards count. Like, I mean, well, I'm trying. I don't think I have that. Hold on, touchdown rate sack. He has. Well, this doesn't make sense. Hold on. Yeah, it looks like 326 yards a game for. From Wentz is what it looked like. That no, that that can't be right. Can't be right. No, it's not right. I don't know what I'm doing here because I'm I'm trying to do too many things at once. But anyway, we'll move on from that. I, I have no idea what that stat is. I was just saying I'm leaning towards Hertz at the moment, just because I think he's a dual threat. He just very, he makes plays that I think Wentz used to make before the injury, mm-hmm. and then um. He just can't anymore. And I like having Hearts on the field for now. I want them, like I said, I just want them to compete. Just compete. I will say this, and I'm a Hearts, I mean, a Hearts fan. Um, I did notice he started to become shell shocked in the second half after he was getting hit. Right. Much He'd like been... Wentz. Much like Wentz. He was missing the checkdowns. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't like, he wasn't making those those last minute throws anymore. Dude, that's on the line. I look. This is one thing that definitely stood out to me in the four games that he played: Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas. He was sacked twelve times, so three a game. 
That's pretty high. And then Carson and his tw- 12 games, I don't know why. It's, I'm pretty sure it's damn website. 13 games, sorry. This is all messed up. It was like 50 sacks. He was sacked 50 times. So the offensive line has just been terrible all year, man. That's, I mean, can't blame the quarterback for that. Yeah, I mean, no matter who starts, I think we're still like a couple years away from contending. Yeah, we are. I have a theory, though. Since Jalen Hurts plays well in the first half and, like, Carson seems to have his better halves in the second half, we should just, you know, maybe next week try out a little bullpen system. Yeah, like they're doing that in Miami. And Kyle's second team. Yeah, and it works. And it works, yeah. yeah. They're probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, that that whole playoff picture in the AFC is wild. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's all I want to see. Just see everyone, what team everyone's on, if they're Hurts or Wentz. Like I, right now, next week, just start Hurts. Actually, I'm more now that Nick mentioned it, I'm kind of more in favor of the bullpen idea next week. And then just let them compete next year. Oh, oh, I want to say this. I want Washington to win next because I, I can't have Dallas in the playoffs. Can't Me have. too. I want us to throw the game. Yeah, throw the game. Just throw the game so Dallas doesn't get in. Um, I already put the put this in the chat for Parker, but we're going to do one last buy or sell for the, the regular season, which I'll put in the chat again, just for the week 17 games, and then we'll start doing you know, our, our playoff our playoff thing. So the podcast will be a little bit different in the coming weeks with the playoffs starting. But – yeah, that's all I want to say. We'll do a quick buy or sell and then a recap of 2020. Maybe look ahead to 2021 and we'll call it an episode. So open the lines, fellas. This is buy or sell, our betting segment. If you win money, give us credit. If you lose, don't blame us. Week 17 in the NFL, our final regular season betting lines of the week. And the lines are all weird this week because, you know, players, people who are already in the playoffs aren't playing their starters and, and things of that. And it's like Cleveland's minus 10 versus Pittsburgh. That's just a weird line. I know Big Ben's not playing, and I'm sure most of the Pittsburgh starters are going to be out. Yeah, I still like Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> like, I don't, do you really trust the Browns to win a game against the Steelers by 10? I, I don't trust them to win by 10, but I'm trusting Baker, Baker, Moneymaker to win. <laughs> so, listen, I call him Baker, Baker, Moneymaker because I'm going to take him against the spread this week. or with the spread. I'm going to take him on the, uh, the minus 10. That's what I'm taking. Ooh. Baker, but I'm going to call him Baker, Baker, Moneymaker this week. That's a risky bet, but I don't think Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh's – they're in, and they have their, their Division One, and they're not, like – they're not the uh, number one seed. So it doesn't really matter if they win or lose this game. I don't think they'll play many of their starters. And if they come back with – Cleveland's roster will be healthy again because they had no one on offense last week uh, in terms of wide receivers. I'll take, I'll take the line. Why not? I'll take the line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right against you. I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I Like, it would be such Browns to lose Joke. when they have to win to get into the playoffs against a bunch of second yeah. and third stringers. I'm rooting for them, though. That's the reason I'm taking them. Yeah, I, I do want the Browns to get in just because it's the Browns. It would be cool to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm only making that bet because I want to see the Browns in, and I think they're going to take care of business. Um, I mean, that, that Bills in Miami game is a real close line. The, just I take like a the minus 13 and a half. My, I got you said Ravens. I got them at minus 13. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to get the, I want to make sure. I, I, I the half point. I want to just make sure we we're looking at the same it's line. Like they need to win to get into the playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're playing Cincinnati. Who's right. playing for thing is like, you get the teams to play for nothing and they're like, they want to play spoiler. Yeah. And Cleveland or 
Cincinnati, like somehow they like beat Pittsburgh. They're kind of scrappy. Yeah, they're a scrappy team. The only reason I like Baltimore that much is because like when they they prey on teams like the Bengals. I, I think it might be twenty eight nothing before the Bengals even realize the game started. <laughs> and then I like they might be able to like score a couple touchdowns, but I think it'll just be out of reach. Right. The Ravens have actually been playing pretty well too. Yeah. Because they've been playing better teams. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, see, like these lines are all weird. The Chargers are favorites against the Chiefs because I'm sure none of the Chiefs starters are playing and things. They're only three and a half point favorites against the Chiefs' second team. Yeah, that's, that's unreal. Only three and a half point underdogs. <laughs> Washington is minus two. Yeah, well, it depends on the line. Minus one and a half or minus two against us this week. I wanted yeah. to bet on the like I might bet on Washington. Just I suspect I we'll probably games. lose by more than. Well, you have to take into account that Washington's got their like third string, fourth string quarterback. In. I, think, like I think Smith's going to start. Who's going to start? Alex Smith. I saw him. Is he back? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah. Well, then never mind. Dwayne Haskins, boy, oh, boy, did he just ruin his career mm-hmm. real quick. Jesus, Jesus man. Yeah. I was going to say poor guy, but he did it to himself. No, so. yeah. <laughs> man, sorry, dude. You screwed up. Wait, so how was he allowed to play last weekend if he was in a strip club without a mask? Apparently, it wasn't a strip club. He said it was – Something. Yeah, it was like his girl's business or something Some like that. Charity or something. Uh, it's like uh, it's like Harden. Uh, his girl, oh, yeah, his, his girl's becoming a boss. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> not Dwayne Haskins. One and the same. One's except one's a superstar and one's yeah. <laughs> um, not that that gives him an excuse to like go out and party or whatever. But still, uh, let's, Dwayne um, Haskins could throw thirty-eight picks any night you want him to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, if we have you I'm not sure if you mentioned a line. Do you have any line you like? I mean, they're all uh, lines. they're pretty bad. I'll I'll take the Dolphins uh, plus one and a half. Yeah, they, the I think they ha- they have to win as well, right? They have to win, and the Bills are probably not going to play a lot of starters, right? Right. They're probably in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, listen. That's, I know it's a weird little weird uh, final buy or sell for the regular season, but the lines are all weird, so. Probably not the best week to bet on football, if we're being honest. So that's going to wrap up by ourselves for the regular season. Going forward, the next few weeks will probably be mostly like NFL playoff predictions like we did with NBA and NHL, which NHL is coming back, by the way, fellas, in January. I know Pat and Nick are excited for that. But that will be most of the episodes for uh, the next few weeks, I'm assuming. That's an assumption, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll probably sprinkle in some hard no-meter stuff in the Sixers talk and, and things of that nature. But before we move on to our look back at uh, 2020, let's, let me just remind everyone that we're brought to you by Manscaped, the number one leader in manscaping technologies. Go out right now, get their perfect package 3.0. Comes with a lawnmower 3.0, a new, newly designed electric trimmer that has no nicks, no cuts. It has an LED light on it, a nice charging stand, a... Thousand seven thousand RPM motor, very top of the line products for your uh, shaving needs, your manscaping needs. You can go on their website manscaped.com. Use our code Seller Dwellers in all caps, no space. That gets you twenty percent off plus free shipping, five percent from each of us. So thank, thank you, Manscaped, for supporting the show. But guys, let's go on to our look back at twenty twenty. If you had to just listen, it was a year of disaster. It was just a miasma of despair. But if you had to choose some of your favorite sports moments or any other moments, I guess, you know, what stood out to you in 2020? First off, for me, from the, from the bottom of my heart, we started this podcast in 2020. 
this has been a fun, fun little addition to my year. Something productive, fun. Always enjoy talking to the guys, producing content. We are heard in over many countries, many countries, fellas, actually. I showed you guys that, but on Spotify, we had our little Spotify warped. We were um, heard in over four countries on Spotify. We created over a thousand minutes of content. So that was a big highlight for me in 2020. But in terms of sports, my favorite thing was either, number one, the NBA bubble. Thought that was sick. Just uh, the way they created the bubble. The games, they were awesome. Um, and I also liked the UFC Fight Island. UFC Fight Island was, I mean, it was crazy. They just moved to Abu Dhabi, had all their fights there. Cool little spectacle of events. Those are probably my two favorite sports moments of the year. But you can also, guys, mention some of the crazy things too, like the craziness that uh, stood out in 2020. If you have any on the top of your head. Um, well, 2020, I mean, we went to Na- – it has nothing to do with sports, but yeah. we, went to Na- we went to Nashville in 2020. Woo! That was literally right before everything shut down too, so it was just in time. Yeah. Survived a tornado. We could have yeah. died. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy how we just missed that. And, and listen, Rev, we, were, we aren't having a good time. We'll say that. We're having a good time with the – the honky tonk. Uh, what's a kid rocks honky tonk? Whole tornado going on. Couldn't couldn't be bothered. That was a great time in Nashville, man. That was probably a highlight for my year too. How about crazy in terms of craziness? Just canceling March Madness. Like when that all happened, that was like an avalanche. That was crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, just the first game that got canceled. What the the Mavs game, right? That was the yeah, first one. That was the the can Yeah, and then Mark Cuban was there, yeah. right? I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. But Once seeing we, that all go down was like, what the hell is happening? Right, that was when it got serious. The Olympics get canceled. Yeah, so crazy stuff, crazy stuff in 2020. Pat, Nick, you have anything that stood out to you, whether like the hockey bubble or anything in sports, or just uh, what happened on the show? Favorite topics that we did. Favorite topics: the squirrel cast system. That was maybe one of my favorite topics of the year. Yeah, that one. I enjoyed the food talks, the strange foods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I become a little bit of a better eater. Thank God we didn't do the Sean Trizet segment. We can, well, maybe, that, maybe that's something we can do in 2020. Coming in 2021. Yeah, coming in 2020. Uh, I, I enjoyed becoming a pizza snob over COVID. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Trying I, the different pizzas around Philly. Yeah, that was – Parker and I did try many different pizzas. We became pizza connoisseurs. Pizza connoisseurs of Philadelphia. Kyle, you just mentioned – I mean, you mentioned it before the show, Angelo's. That was objectively the best. I think we've said it on the show. We have it on record somehow. But you couldn't get it today, man, huh? No. Unfortunately, they suffered a small fire. So. But when you call, like, it, oh, well, like they were closed, obviously, because of the fire. But they're always busy. The line's always busy. Yeah, that's what I figured because I know how they're, like, so popular. I call – I'm I literally, like, 15, 16 times. Yep. I'm, like, calling – well, they, they usually don't like before COVID. They didn't do calls. I don't think you had to walk in and just order a pie and wait. I think is they were so popular. Because the whole phone thing is new to them. I followed them on like Instagram. I was DMing them on Instagram like, "You got any pizzas? You got any cheesesteaks?" And like you had to just you had to just keep calling for like thirty minutes. But yeah. we did that. We got it. Really, yeah. next time I do it, just if I know they're open, literally twelve o'clock sharp. Once they open, I'm just gonna start calling. Have you ever had it? No. Oh God! Did you? It's it, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. How far is it from where you live? Like twenty five minutes? Yeah, like half hour if there's traffic. Okay. Yeah, it's half not, hour. Not too far. I was gonna say that's probably a little far for a pizza, but if you're ever like if you're craving it, it's worth the drive. It's yeah, definitely like when I go, I'm gonna get both because like I'm not gonna go and try one and not the other. I got you mean a- Angelo's and what? 
like I'm just gonna get a cheesesteak and a pizza from Angela oh, when I go. Yeah, like yeah. just so I don't have to go back to try one. I can just try them both at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Nick, how about you, pal? What stood out in your in your 2020 on the show and in your personal life, whatever? Uh I can't remember anything from the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, man. I just kind of black it out. Um from my favorite sports moment of 2020 was definitely Oscar Limblom coming back from cancer, playing in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that was pretty sick. Um, it's just kind of wild. Like a dude that's pretty much our age, just got cancer. You know, yeah. I mean, I know it happens all the time, but it's just like pretty nuts. Yeah, um, that's a great story. That's great. Yeah, that's insane to come back and play. Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, they're having the comebacks of the year stories on lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anything um, else, Nick? I know you're going on. Person. No Markel Fultz. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> no Markel Fultz. He does not deserve to be in that realm yet. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Personally, like, Nashville was the best. Yep. I mean, I know we already brought that up. But yeah. yeah. Hattie B's hot chicken. Yeah. Uh, Hattie yeah. B's. Oh, my God. That, yeah. Hattie B's is the <laughs> highlight of my 2020. Yeah, for, those, for those of you who are Nashville rookies, Hattie B's is the premier fried chicken of Nashville, Tennessee. Of the world. Yeah. Of the, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I think we'd all go back to Nashville just to try that hot chicken and then go back to Kid Rock's Honky Tonk and have a little party there for the night. I would yeah, – if I even if it was a day. If they I would back to go to Nashville. NFL Sunday at Redneck Riviera on the roof watching games. Oh, God. Oh, God, that would be beautiful. I'm fantasizing about that, man. Fantasizing about that. Now, we, I mean, we talked Nashville on this podcast before. We plugged it. If you haven't gone to Nashville, you got to go. Tom, you'll have the time of your life. I think that's my favorite bar ever because I was in sweatpants. <laughs> we all fresh, and we had all of our suitcases. Oh, that was wild! Right, can we just throw these in the corner? And yeah, yeah, why not? And we just yeah. tossed like eight of our suitcases in the corner and just had a good time all day. I got a question. Fifteen. Go ahead, Pat. What was this year a short year or a long year for you? Uh, it was both. I was thinking about that today. Like it, it went by in a. I can't believe that it's December 30th now. And like I said, December 31st, by the time people are listening to this, but the days are like, they just feel, they feel like Groundhog's Day. So the days feel long, but I feel like, I feel like it went by quick. I feel like I was like, like just down in Philly with you guys like a month ago. feels like a winter break almost that I'm on, but like, you know, winter break in school lasts like a month. This has been like nine months, whatever it's been. That's both. That's my how I, I feel like this is one of the first years that I could feel myself aging. <laughs> what, what's That's that? how slow it's been for me. I can feel myself physically aging throughout, like, the day. I felt I, – I understand exactly what you're saying. I feel like it just – like I said, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yeah, just don't – you just don't do anything all day. It's terrible. I think we're all ready for this to end, man. I'm, ho- I'm hoping, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for this, these vaccines to really start coming in. There's like a second, there's like a new strand in the UK now. So, you know, let's go. Yeah. There's a new, I think it's already made its way to the let's US. Let's go, Corona. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not good, man. Not good. Anyway, let, listen. Corona's uh, undefeated. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say something. I'll say something because uh, while we're mentioning uh, things that happened in the show. We had like this whole plan to uh, get a bunch of guests on the show, and we might have one in the works coming up. Might have a guest in the works coming up, but the only guest that we ended up having in 2020 was our fourth ever episode. A shot in the dark. Eddie Alvarez came on the show. I mean, that was a that was a great episode. Just talking to a former 
world champion in the UFC and Bellator and now over competing in uh, one championship. Philly guy, it was really cool just getting to know him. When hopefully, you know, maybe when COVID ends, we can hit him back up and he can punch Kyle on the gut because uh, you know, <laughs> that was the deal. That was a deal. I, I haven't been working out, man. It might not end well. <laughs> yeah, start training your core. You guys start training your core now because I think we have a couple more months, you know, of lockdown and stuff. Just start training your core now because we should message him and get things uh, get things working. I will all, I, I'd take one for you too, Cal. I would. Uh, maybe you just get so big that it's just like punching into nothing. Yeah. You know, right. just like punch like rebound. that SpongeBob right. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he punched the – she was so worried and he punched the sponge and nothing happened to him. All right, well, listen, I, I think we should wait until the new year to talk about what we should look forward to in 2021. But, guys, this is going to conclude the final episode of 2020 for The Cellar Dwellers, a podcast that originated from quarantine and we turned nothing into something. We had a good time doing it, fellas, so – this will wrap up the first ever year. Well, not full year, technically, but, you know, first calendar year 20, or of the cellar dwellers, of the cellar dwellers. Like I said, if you haven't used our code on Manscaped, go ahead and use it while it still works. And other than that, you know, things are back on schedule as normal. We're going to do playoff talk, some Sixers talk in the coming weeks. Peace out, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.